Hello and welcome into season 10 of Maroon and Bold. Dude, I can't believe we're already at season 10. So uh, we do it by, so we number our seasons by semester. So that means this show has been around for five years. Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, like I said, welcome in season 10, episode one of Maroon and Bold. I'm your sports editor and sports editor and host Austin Chastain along in the Zoom call with staff reporter Christian Boer. Christian, it is uh it's good it's good to see you man. It's good to uh be back well I guess in the Zoom call getting ready for another maroon and bold. Um how was your break? I mean I survived. You know, it was good to get back. It was good to get away from kind of the craziness that was going on this last semester where you know, you're adjusting to a new form of learning. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it was difficult for me online. I'd much rather be in person, you know, creating relationships with professors and classmates and things like that. Uh, so it was a little difficult, but, you know, we survived. And then, you know, you get to go home and be with your family a little bit. And I always enjoy that. Always enjoy being able to go home. But now we're back and uh, ready for a new semester. How about yourself? How was yours? Well, it was good. I mean, we were, we were, we were just balling out kind of working throughout the entire break so um you know it was it was one of those things that it it, it felt like a break but it kind of wasn't because we were still doing our thing um which i am not going to complain about in the slightest but yeah absolutely um i'm actually right in the same camp you know struggled a little bit with the online classes but um it's good to have a break go home and, and spend some time with the family obviously safely um you know as 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 much as you can um but yeah, I know, I know my dogs enjoyed enjoyed the time. They've they've enjoyed quarantine, uh, especially especially my big dog Bailey. He uh, he he's really enjoyed it, hanging out with my mom all the time. So um, that that's good stuff for sure. But uh, yeah, and and again, like you said, I'm I'm ready to get back at it. Oh, huge semester of Central Michigan sports that we will dive right into. And in fact, we've already uh, we've already jumped right into it. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and and like the season, we're just going to get this podcast started off right away. Christian and uh, our fellow staff reporter Mitch Fosberg have done a, a phenomenal job covering Central Michigan basketball so far this this season. Um, obviously, a little bit of a weird start, you know, not a whole lot of conf- or non conference games for both the Chippewa men and women men's and women's team. Uh, but the conference season's already started um, and already under fully underway. A couple couple games in uh, for for each each team. Uh, Christian has been primarily covering the women's team uh, since kind of the the new year started. You know, end of, end of the new year, beginning of the new year, kind of thing. Um, so Christian, kind of if you could just kind of throw out an update about the women's team. Uh, and you and I talked about it right before we actually jumped on to the show here. Um, women's team kind of, you know, in a weird spot where they're not necessarily playing their best basketball, but we could see their best basketball coming up here in a little bit. Yeah. You know, they're still pretty entrenched in the top half of the mid American conference, but this is as deep as the Mac has been on the women's side in a while, you know, Central Michigan has won the the conference outright the last four years. And then, you know, obviously they got rid of divisions. It's no longer the Mac West and Mac East, but they had won the Mac West five years in a row. And 
really they're kind of in a rut right now that we really haven't seen too much in this program in the last, I mean, what, six, seven years since they've been as good as they have been. And um, dropped two in a row now. First you go to Northern Illinois, and they just ran into a buzzsaw. Northern Illinois red hot from beyond the arc. But you kind of have to prepare for that going in when you're playing a team like that. You know, it's a shooting team. They take a lot of three-pointers, a high-volume shooting team. And Central Michigan got them on a night when they were red hot. And, you know, you give up 100 points on the road. And then, you know, just yesterday they go down to Ohio. They they lose Ohio at home. And, again, another rough start. You know, they put it together in the fourth quarter defensively. But at the end of the night, you've got to play better in the first three so that you're not digging yourself out of a 17-point hole in the fourth. And, you know, Heather Osterley after the game said that they're just not showing a ton of heart right now. And the the first quarter of their last two games, they've taken some pretty good punches and they just haven't responded well enough to win those games. And, you know, I thought those are both, both valid criticisms. Obviously, she knows her team better than anybody else. And at the end of the day, this is a squad that's returning, I believe it's eight players from a group that won their first 15 mat games last year. And so, you know, you kind of, maybe they aren't big headed, but Maybe that's not the word I'm looking for, but at the end of the day, there's that sense in the back of your mind where we're bringing everybody back. We were the best team last year. Why why aren't we the best team this year? And You know, it can kind of start a sense of complacency a little bit, and I'm not saying this team's getting complacent, but it's just kind of human nature. And so for them to kind of be in a rut now, you're going to get to see a lot of their resolve in these next coming games, and that's why I think Wednesday's showdown with Eastern Michigan is going to be especially interesting because – now you're you're losers of two straight, and we're going to see just how much fire this group's got in the coming weeks. Right, exactly, and and I, I and honestly, complacency might be the right word. Uh, you know, you you win your conference outright for four straight years. The target is pretty pretty big on your back. You know what I mean? Um, and and you kind of have to understand that. But again, like you said, it's human nature. You're you return all of your starters from a, a regular season championship squad last year. Why can't you, why can't, you know, why can't you go back and, and, and win the Mac easily? So I get it. I I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, that that's not understandable, but you know, you're right. Something, something does have to kind of give here. Um, you know, obviously, obviously w- losing two straight Mac games. I don't, I can't, I couldn't tell you the last time that that really happened. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and, and like you said, you know, Heather Osterley is pretty, um, upset. She, she said, you know, after last week that this, this isn't central Michigan women's basketball and, and kind of that, that president that, that she and, and former coach Sue Guevara put together. At, and she, I mean, she's, she, you know, she, she's absolutely right. So, um, yeah, it, you know, like you said, it'll be interesting to see, um, and I'm 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 gonna say it, so you're you're just gonna have to roll with me. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how how fired up those though that team is when they when they take the floor against Eastern Michigan on Wednesday night. Um, and we're we're recording this on Sunday, so games games were yesterday. There were games yesterday. Um, just kind of give you the timeline here. And, and speaking of yesterday, sat on Saturday, the men's team. And finally got got a win much needed win in conference play move move it to two and three in in the in the mac with uh with a pretty 
I don't want to say dominant win, but a pretty convincing win over over Eastern Michigan. Without Coach Keno Davis, who was who woke up feeling unwell Saturday morning and made the call to, to not coach Chris Davis took his place as for the interim, which made it made it confusing to edit that story. I gotta be honest with you. Davis said which which Davis, so he just went ahead and said Chris Davis. Uh, that was a fun little fun little interesting there thing there. But Christian, I mean obviously, you know, last year we saw a nine game losing streak uh, in Mac play after a pretty powerful win, a really big win over bowling green. And then you see a three-game losing streak. You know, the CMU's men's team has just been up and down so far this year. But they get the sweep over Eastern Michigan, and, you know, they kind of have, have the confidence of, of a winning basketball team again. I, you know, what? so what, what is going on with the men's team? I mean, you lose a Division division two Flagler, which honestly could be a, you know, group of five, Division one. Let's be honest here. They've been playing out of their minds this year. And then you you win a bunch of games, you start Mac play, you got to win, you go down and lose to Western, beat Eastern, lose three straight. It, like it's just kind of a of a conundrum, if if I do say so myself. Um, maybe conundrum isn't the right word there, but we're gonna go with it. So what what is going on with the men's team after all my babbling? Well, I think they've got Eastern Michigan pretty figured out, and I think that's safe to say. Uh, I think that's a pretty good assertion on my part. Uh, 2-0 and against them, and they haven't beaten anybody else in the conference. But I think they've played as tough a start to the conference slate as anybody. You know, you go, you, you knock out both of your games against Bowling Green in a week, and that's a Bowling Green team that's really clicking right now. Kent State, they're starting to kind of hit their stride. Um, you know, there's just – there's pieces there on that men's team. I really like what Malik Muhammad does. I think he's not a typical – Keno Davis, big man that can kind of stretch the floor. And I think that's a good thing. I think the presence he brings inside, you know, he had a putback dunk yesterday that I saw. I mean, that's just not a play many Keno Davis big guys make. Obviously, you know, Rob Montgomery was playing a little out of position last year and the year before. Obviously, a guy that's about six foot eight, I think he was listed at playing the five man against guys that are six, 11, seven feet tall. So having a bigger guy like Muhammad down there is is good for the offense. I think it's good for spacing. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, they just got to get everybody to put it together. Uh, Devontae Lane has shown flashes offensively. Uh, his game against Valparaiso was, you know, 27 points. Trevon Broadway took it up a notch. I think a lot of that has come with just an extended opportunity. He didn't have to be the guy last year, but now they need a scorer, and he's kind of emerging as that guy. You know, you kind of go down the line. Mikel Murray's a guy, another guy I really like. His athleticism speaks for itself. He can play pretty much one through four, can handle it well. Uh, but the one newcomer I really like watching is, uh, is Ralph Bassett and his ability to play and not only play but guard pretty much one through five is just impressive to me. You know, he's a guy that he's not going to start, but he's going to play a ton of minutes. He can give you, you know, he can give anybody a break, you know, between Devontae or Trevon or Malik Muhammad or Andre Polk when he gets back. He can basically sub in for anybody. He's got a lot of versatility. He can guard. He shot the ball a lot better than I expected. Obviously, you know, the numbers at, at Juco were only about, I want to say roughly between 28 and 30% from beyond the arc. And he's took that up a notch since coming here. So a really good addition. And I think that 
these there are some pieces here between you know him and Muhammad and Caleb Huffman that are going to be good you know in the next couple of years I think with the extra year of eligibility you're going to see largely the same group of guys next year as this year this is just speculation at this point but I haven't heard anything concrete as to who's coming back out of this senior class but you know at the end of the day there's pieces there it's just a matter of figuring it all out and I think that they're not on the level of like a Bowling Green and so you know you're going to get kind of take your licks against those better teams but you get to go on against teams that are kind of on your level, you know, maybe a ball state, a Northern Illinois, you know, that Mac East is pretty loaded, but um, just some, some squads that is kind of on your level developmentally. I think Eastern Michigan's a perfect example of that. A lot of newcomers on that squad. And so central they go out there and kind of just, you know, flex their wrath and show off what they can do. Um, it, it's a good sign. I'm not saying they're going to win the Mac and, I think they'll be a fringe tournament contender for that eight seed. But at the end of the day, being able to beat up on teams that are where you're at developmentally is huge. It's a huge first step. And also before I kick it back to you, shout out to Chris Davis uh, for, for stepping up and coaching as good of a game as he did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right there with you. I mean, obviously stepping into the that head coaching role is uh, not easy day of the game, but uh, he, he did it. Pretty well, obviously. Chippewas get get the big win. Uh, four game road stretch coming up for CMU's men's team. Uh, Akron on Tuesday night, seven o'clock in Savage Arena. Uh, but really, I mean, you know, one guy that that you mentioned there, Caleb Huffman. He he he's been impressive to me. I've only uh, been able to check out the men's team just a handful of times. Um, actually, no, that's that's false. I've checked them out once at home. Um, and he he had a he had a huge game. I think he scored somewhere in the realm of twenty eight to thirty points. Um, is is that game against Olivet that was just an absolute blowout? Um, so it may, you know makes sense that he put up that many points. But um, but yeah, no. I, I, in all honesty, I mean he's 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 been one of those guys that's been impressive so far. Um, and like you said, I mean they they've got they've got some pretty talented guys, and you know it's a, definitely a different look. Uh, to that team than than you've seen in in years past with with Keno Davis. So um, I'm I'm really interested to see, like you said, kind of how they fare against that middle tier of the MAC. Um, you know, some some of those other teams um, like Eastern Michigan or even Western Michigan when when they'll come to McGurk Arena, um, or Ball State or um, I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo, Bowling Green, and uh, Toledo are going to be top contenders once again. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I'm right there with you. I could see the men's team getting to Cleveland. I could see them finishing in, in maybe the tenth seed. You know what I mean? Um, so we, you know, we'll we'll just kind of have to wait and see how the season plays out. You know, if they can kind of find a way to stop a team from letting a, a six-zero run swell to ten. Um, kind of keeping that mental mental game going um and, and finding a way to uh what, what's the word i'm looking for just to kind of stay stay within themselves and not and not do things that they're not really known to do you know trying to do something just to just to score some points and 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 make something happen um then we'll we'll see. I think you know if they can stick to who they are. I think they could be maybe even top. You know they could be somewhere in the top six, maybe. 
maybe. But they, I think they could definitely be in the top eight, given that talent and that different look than you normally have with, with CMU. Um, kind of transition once again. Um, we we haven't talked since the end of the football season, um, so we'll, we'll we'll hit on that real quick. Obviously, the season's been done now for for just over a month. Uh, Chippewas went three and three. Uh, obviously, all Mac all Mac games, but just kind of like a, a lackluster season uh, for year two under Jim McElwain. Um, you know, yeah, yeah finish up with with a couple of losses to ball state and toledo or yeah um yeah that's how it worked out ball state at home that blow out and then you lose by one against toledo in a game that you you should have had um if, if you're cmu christian just kind of give me your your overall thoughts just real quick on on the 2020 season um and maybe a quick look ahead to the 2021 season If I can get my mic to unmute, geez. But um, I think, you know, Jim McElwain called it unacceptable in the last game. And, I mean, I'll stop short of that simply because I think there were a lot of circumstances that kind of played against them. Obviously, you know, you lose Laquan Johnson, season-ending knee injury on like the second snap of the second quarter of the first game. And, um, you know, not having him, obviously, that means you have to – you're already extremely thin on that defensive line. You know, you have to get a lot from guys like Amir Sadiq and then Justin Whiteside's got to come up and, and play out of position. He's an outside linebacker and you have to slide him in defensive end. And he played a lot of snaps there. The secondary took a little while to get uh, used to playing with each other. Obviously a lot of newcomers out there, but there are things to be excited about. You know, you've got Deshaun McNary and Dante Kent are two guys that really stood out. Richard Bowens put it together at the end of the year as well. He looked good. Uh, offensively, you want to talk about circumstances not playing to CMU's favor. David Moore not being able to take a snap. You know, his story is, you know, widely documented at this point, having tested positive a second time before the season began. You know, it's a little unfortunate that we heard about, had to hear about that a month after the season ended. But uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I think that there were good things from Daniel Richardson and Ty Brock. And I think there were bad things from both of those guys. And, at the end of the day, that's why they brought in a new quarterback and Jacob Sermon, who's going to compete for that starting job as well. And the good thing about having all that depth in your quarterback room is that it's going to bring out the best guy. You know, competition is what breeds, you know, all this kind of good stuff. So it'll be interesting to see where the Chippewas go with quarterback. And I think at the end of the day, that's what's going to tell the story of this team. Still don't have a concrete answer on who's coming back and who's not. We should know that in the coming days. I assume that with this spring semester starting and spring's football is right around the corner. We should be getting a new roster out here in the next, I would say week or so, two weeks. And when we get that information, we'll relay it to you guys. But um, at the end of the day, there's just a lot of questions heading into next year. And it'll be really interesting to see the squad that takes the field in game one next year. You know, Jim McElwain said they were going to find out who really wants to be here. And, I wouldn't be, you know, you've already seen some departures. Muhammad Diallo's in the transfer portal. Uh, DeMarcus Governor left. Oh, gosh. A couple of other people have entered the portal as well. And uh, as a result, it's, it's going to be a different squad taking the field this year as opposed to what it was, you know, for the final snap at Toledo in, in the short season, the weird season, really, that was 2020. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a weird season. 
Uh, but I mean, thankfully, you know, we were still able to, to hit up a couple of different stadiums, um, cover some of those games, but, but yeah, I mean, the sense that I kind of got from, from Jim McElwain after that Toledo game was that he's going to be kicking some asses in spring football this year. And if I'm not mistaken, it's going to, the, the spring like practice schedule more or less will start on the 19th of January. So, so start Tuesday, um, of this week, uh, they'll start with meetings and stuff like that. So I think the actual practice schedule itself will start sometime in February. So we'll, we'll kind of, that'll be kind of when we know what the roster is kind of going to look like, uh, for the most part, uh, obviously things change day by day. I mean, just look at Google. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, you know, kind of, I kind of, kind of kind of disagree with you a little bit on the point of there's so many circumstances that that's what football teams are supposed to be built for um, really. And going three and three, uh, you know, I think it might be a good thing that, that McElwain thinks that's unacceptable. A lot of, a lot of fans um, quote tweeted that, that tweet that I fired out um, after, after the game when, when McElwain said that, and they said, good, we finally have a coach that, that says something like that. So, you know, like I said, um, then that's kind of where that, that we'll see who wants to be here kind of thing stems from is basically code for, I'm going to kick your ass this, this spring. If you want to come play football for me, you better be ready to get your ass kicked. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to see um, just uh, how that, how Chippewas will line up in the, well, knock on wood in the fall of 21. Um, here in hopefully September or late August, however it works out. So I'll put a wrap on football. We'll we'll move over to uh, move over to. I'm gonna say it's one of my my favorite sports because I'm, I'm I get to learn a lot about it um, as as I'm covering it. But uh, the CMU wrestling team has started off. Um, I'm gonna say in a decent way. Uh, the Chippewas beat up on Olivet in the start in the season opener. And then dropped a pair of duels at Missouri, which is ranked number ten in the country and eight-time defending MAC champion. And then uh, lost a lost a close duel against Wyoming, kind of in a, a triangular with with three teams, um, in one spot. And then Chippewas come back to McGurk Arena on Sunday. Again, recording this on Sunday, so I was I was actually just there um, earlier in the day, and. Uh, I secured a really close win over Northern Illinois. I don't think really it should have been. It, it's funny because, you know, you, you Tom Borelli always talks about his bookend guys, Matt Stencil, Drew Hildebrandt. Actually, let's reverse that. Drew Hildebrandt and Matt Stencil, um, you know, 125 for Hildebrandt and 285 heavyweight for, for Stencil. You can always count on those guys to at least get you a win, if not score some some bonus points. Um, Hildebrandt did that against Northern Illinois with the Tech over um, his opponent. Um, but really, the, the middle weights of that lineup for CMU, kind, I don't want to say concern, concern me, but are a little bit concerning um, some of those guys because they're still trying to figure out who really is going to start at all those all those weights? Um, so it, it it's it's going to be like I said, you you have your anchors on either side of the lineup, but finding 
finding some success toward the middle of the duel is going to be imperative for Tom Borelli and company. Um, you know, obviously Borelli co co Mac co Mac co coach of the year last year and stencil Mac wrestler of the year. He's ranked six in his, in his weight class. I, I, I could honestly see him being an all American. Once again, I could see him possibly, um, you know, in the, in the, in the hunt for, I'm going to say a national championship, honestly, the, the way that, uh, he, he goes about his business. I mean, he's, he's one of the top guys obviously in, in the weight class. So it'll be interesting to see just how that middle, like I said, kind of the middle of the lineup works out. Landon Pelham is another guy. Uh, he's in the 197. He, um, He's really coming to his own. He put in a lot of work over the summer, and, and, and it shows. He, um, I can't think of his record off the top of my head. I think he's three and one uh, so far this year. Uh, and he, he picked up a huge win over a ranked opponent today or on Sunday against the Huskies. And actually, that same guy, uh, I can't forget, I can't remember the kid's name at NIU, but the kid at NIU beat Pelham in last year's Mac championship third place match in the 197 with a last second takedown. Um, so Pellin said today that uh, he, he was really, he, he thought about that match a lot because that was the last match that he wrestled uh, before this, se- this season got started. And that, that, that was one that fueled him um, pretty significantly in the summertime. So that was, that was, um, that, that's, that's pretty good for him for sure. Uh, another another superstar another superstar possibly in the making. He's got a a boat full of potential, really. Uh, Johnny Lovett, redshirt freshman in the 157. I was beyond impressed with his athleticism today. Um, he he scored a takedown right in the early part of the of his match, and it was loud. I mean, he threw his opponent down there on the mat, just sent reverberations throughout McGurk arena. It was, it was pretty impressive. Not going to lie. And, uh, he, he was able to find a way to score, um, a takedown in the last with like 11 seconds to go, um, in the match to pull out a major decision when ultimately, um, help the Chippewas pick up the, the much needed Mac win, uh, in McGurk on Sunday. So, uh, story coming out about him. Uh, well, actually, it might already be out at this point. I think we're. I think our podcast is shipping on Tuesday, so and this story's going out on Monday. So, I think. I think. I think this story is already on on life dot com. So go, make sure you go check it out. There's my plug. Um, but yeah, I, I think thirtieth year for Tom Borelli is going to be a pretty successful one. If the Chippewas can kind of, like I said, find someone to help fill out that, that middle of the lineup. But Johnny Lovett, like I said, um, redshirt freshman brings a lot of energy, had a great mentor with Logan parks, um, last year, uh, kind of helping him learn his, his way and how to, uh, how to be one of the more successful Chippewa wrestlers. So be interesting. It'll be interesting to say the least. That said, uh, we're, and we're, Closing in, we're not quite done yet. We're closing in on the end, though. Um, we, like I said, this is going to be a, a, a wild semester for CMU sports. 
Um, obviously, typically you have obviously men's and women's basketball, wrestling, and gymnastics. So all four of those sports are coming back, but now we're going to add volleyball. Fellow staff reporter Catherine Schultz is going to be on volleyball this year. Make sure you go check her out. I'll make sure to plug everyone's socials here uh, at the very end. But uh, Catherine's going to be on volleyball. We'll make sure to have her on throughout the semester. But Christian, um, I I know you know we actually had a, a form a volleyball player part of our staff last year. So um, you know we had you know conversations just about you know life and not just CM life, but like actual life. But uh, sounds like there's a lot of excitement around this team. Obviously a pretty good year under Gallic last or under Mike Gallic last year. Um, I can't see there's any reason for um, less excitement this year. Absolutely. You know, for the, oh gosh, first, however many games of the conference season until the last like three central Michigan was the team to beat. And then that ball state group got hot and uh, ended up winning the MAC tournament. But, again, you know, you win the MAC West. And the difference in, in, you know, as, you know, the first-time reporter, that was my first beat last year, and going to practice for the first time versus going to practice for the last time for media availability, it was like night and day. You know, talking to Mike the first day that we were allowed into practice, and he's telling us about, you know, he I believe his exact quote was, will we win the MAC? I don't know. And then you turn around however many weeks later, 15, 12 weeks later, and all of a sudden the conversation is, how does it feel to be a game away from clinching the Mac West title? So, I mean, the, the turnaround that he was able to have with that program, and I really wouldn't even – you know what, I'm going to stop short calling it a turnaround because it was more of the next step for him building his program, you know, as opposed to when he got here to where it is now, I mean – He's doing a wonderful job leading that program, and it's not just on the the volleyball court. It's you know everything he does for the team off the off the court. You know the all the they call it the adulting one on one. What he's able to do for you know helping him change tires and do all that sort of stuff. Um, it's really impressive what he's been able to do. And then you know as far as you know they bring back a ton of contributors from last year. They lose Meg Kern, who was a solid as they come in the middle, but other than that, they've got just about everybody back and. Uh, lot to be excited about. Shout out Grace. Uh, she's going to do her thing. Um, and really just a lot to be excited about with that group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and really, I mean, you could even think you could even say a turnaround. Cause I mean, that team, let's be honest with you in the 20, we'll call it the 2018 season. Yeah. The 2018 season was, I, I'll, 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 I'll steal a phrase from you. I'm going to stop short of calling it abysmal, but it wasn't a very good team, if I'm not mistaken, in 17, 18. Then 2019 comes around, and they're one of the top teams in the MAC. So, so yeah, it's it's it was really impressive to see um, how uh, how how Mike Golick was able to turn it around and and have his team in contention to win, make a make a pretty decent run in the postseason. Um, yeah. And, and like Christian said, we got, we got to shout out, we got to shout out our friend, Grace Butler. Um, like he said, she's going to go on and have, you know, do a lot of great things this season. So we're, uh, you know, make, keeping an eye on you. Don't worry. Um, and we'll, we'll keep a good eye on, on the team as well. 
And I think, I think if you don't have anything else about volleyball, I think we got one more team to talk about, and that is uh, gymnastics. Second year under coach Christine McDonald. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure what this team is going to look like. Um, you know, losing obviously Mac gymnast of the year last year and Danelle Pedrick. It's going to be a big loss because I mean, she was always there, they're kind of all around. I'm, here I am. I was about to say she was just kind of there, you know, all around, you know, she could do everything for him. She literally was their, their best, their, their best gymnast for the all around competition. So gymnastics fans, I'm sorry, you're going to have to forgive me for, for that one. Um, but yeah, you know, Morgan Tong coming into her, her junior year, um, she's kind of, I think she's going to kind of take over that role that Pedrick had in her junior and senior year, um, kind of to lead, lead CMU in, in the all around competition. A uh, couple of, couple of other seniors, um, North Fettinger is one of them. She's, she's going to be one that I think is going to step up a little bit. Um, and in, in some some of her other events, but really, I I, I could see this being another successful year for the CMU gymnasts. They were picked to to win the MAC by the league seven coaches, which is always funny to me that there's only seven 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 gymnastics programs in the in the Mid American Conference, um, rather than twelve or God, I think there's fifteen or something ridiculous like that for for the wrestling conference. So. Um, <clears throat> so we'll anyway it, it, like I said I, I I could see year two under Christine McDonald being successful um, last year when the season was cut down uh, by by COVID the, the Chippewas were in third uh, Western Michigan was was named the conference champion um, so I'm, I'm I don't want to say anxious but I'm I'm definitely intrigued to see how the Chippewas come out of the gate. They'll start on, well, Sunday, a, a week from now, against Ball State on the road. They'll host three duels, um, and I, I don't remember all the opponents off the top of my head, but um, I know there. I think there's a, a triangular against Western Michigan and Ball State. I want to say to end the end the regular season, at least at home. So I'll have to confirm on that one. Um, so forgive me if that's incorrect, but um, obviously the the whole schedule is is out on uh, on the athletics website. So um, anyway, like I said, uh, you could see this could be a pretty successful um, we'll call it winter season for CMU athletics. I mean, you know, basketball teams can find a way to kind of get back to playing CMU basketball like like the women's team knows how to and and the and the men's team has shown flashes of been able to do uh, the wet wrestling team can kind of keep doing its thing as as the season kind of goes along beat up on some of the some of the teams like Christian said about the men's basketball team kind of in that same uh, we'll call it tier so I mean Missouri's up here and then everyone else um, but I think CMU's going to be at the top of that everyone else honestly uh, see so wrestling volleyball I think is going to that team has so much fun. I think they're going to, they're going to be wildly successful. Um, I think they could make a nice run at the postseason, and then gymnastics. I mean, they were picked to win the Mac. So there's a, something to be said there. And I think that uh, that team's going to have, 
a lot of fun and a lot of success um, this winter. And then we get to jump into into the spring season, which well, obviously we'll 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 talk all about um, when that season gets underway. What in February, about a month from now. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be um, busy, but it's going to be so much fun. Absolutely. I don't think I could have said it any better myself, man. It's, you know, it's been a minute having just football in the fall was a little bit tough at times. Obviously I love football, but you know, volleyball and, and soccer and all that stuff, it serves as a change of pace sometimes. And so it'll be good to have all that back in the winter and it'll keep us on our toes if anything else. That That's exactly it. So, well, obviously we're, we're on our toes and we're keeping our eyes and ears peeled for everything. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you guys will stick with us. Cause I mean, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of fun, um, with this semester, uh, coming up with the, uh, with the CM life sports department. So, um, make sure, make sure you follow along with us, uh, at CM life at CM life sports on Twitter. Uh, you can find Christian at C Boer underscore. You can find Mitch at real Mitch Vberg, I think, is is uh, is his Twitter handle. Yep, at real Mitch Vberg for for Mitch. You can find Catherine at um, see K Sock nineteen at K S O C one nine. That's that's Catherine's handle for volleyball. Then you can follow me at Chastain AJ over on Twitter. Obviously, make sure you follow along on uh, all of our other social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram. Um, all their podcasts too. We have a lot of great podcasts coming up. Actually, Mitch, I think is starting up one of his own podcasts, kind of bringing back, I think on sportsman like conduct in a way, I think it might be a little bit different, but so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoy the ride. We will, um, I think we will too. And we'll, we'll make sure that we give everything we got. So you guys can keep up on your Chippewa sports. Other than that, for our podcast, editor and multimedia editor, I guess, Ben Ackley, Christian Boer. I'm Austin Chastain. We will talk to you again next week when we meet again.